the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 12.07 on this Thursday, and uh, it's The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Right now, again, it's 12.07 on this Thursday. Boy, you just heard that forecast. Listen, folks. Let's not, you know, as Vince Lombardi used to say, when you get in the end zone, pretend you've been there. Let's not start to overreact with the news you just heard about the snowstorm that is coming. Certainly sounds like it's Saturday. No reason to panic today. No reason to panic tomorrow. Should not impede your plans for Friday night. Quite the opposite. This is a time to go out and continue to support small businesses. Folks, this portion of the program, you want to talk about a labor of love. I want to signify right now, it's Coogie, it's the Coogan Point. Coogan Heating, right now, as we speak, on this Thursday, when it is chilly out, feels like 16, 15, whatever, it depends on where you may be. On this Thursday, January 27th, year of our Lord, 2022, Coogan Heating is out assisting those. There are some people that have, whether it's frozen pipes, various problems. Listen, if you're someone right now, that is having some kind of a heating problem, call Coogan Heating. At least get on the list and see if they can get out and help you out. 732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan Heating. Folks, it's Coogie. Give them a call. Listen, you need someone who's reliable, you can trust. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. And also, by the way, 24-hour emergency service. Call them 401 401- 732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. I talked to Coogie this morning. He said, Juan, we are right now as we speak trying to help some people have frozen pipes. Folks, call them. 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan Heating. Well, folks, again, right now it's 1209 and it's Juan. Say good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. We do the noon report. I believe we will be, Juan will be out in the street. We're going to do a Facebook Live. Governor McKee, under fire, set to address the media. Definitely some conflicting information out there. And so tune in. That's coming up this afternoon after 2 o'clock, after we're off the air. But there's definitely some things to clear up. Uh, This whole business of, you know, the story just, as you know, just doesn't gel. Uh, Governor McKee told the Boston Globe, he said he asked uh, Dr. Alexander Scott to stay on board, but she left to pursue other opportunities. After negotiating between the states and her attorneys, they decided to start paying her in March $64,000 a month. Now, that's different than what Dr. Scott said. That's different than what Dr. Scott told Channel 12. She told... Channel 12, that she decided to take the 46000 a month when the governor offered it. Well, that's not the same. It doesn't make sense. There's a reason why it doesn't make sense is because it's not true. And we're going to see if we can shed some light on it. I want to replay. Now, also, Seth Magaziner has decided to jump in. CD2. Oh, yeah, that's what Rhode Island needs. Another white male partisan hack. Boy, you've got to love the Democrat Party. They're all about diversity until it comes to trying to hold on to a seat. And then you have someone like Magazina, the definition of entitled. 
Check it out on the website, dipetro.com. And on top of that, I mean, he, he he's in favor of defund the police. He said he's going to do for Rhode Island what Biden has done to America. <clears throat> he wants to raise taxes. He doesn't even live in the district. He is the son of privilege. The father was best friends with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, you tell me, I recognize for the Democrat Party, that's exactly who they want, right? Someone who the rules don't apply, totally privileged. Um, and, and father was best friends with Epstein. Sounds like a shoo-in. Of course Clinton's going to come in and campaign for him. Why wouldn't he? If Jeffrey Epstein was still alive, he would probably come in and campaign for Seth Magaziner. Um, <clears throat> but anyhow... Check it out. I have the story up, the photos. Folks, it's all on the website, dipetro.com. And don't forget, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by our friend, Pat Elston. Now, listen, right now, Magaziner claims after he wins that he may buy a house in CD2. I've heard Jessica De La Cruz is looking for a home. You know what they should be doing is contacting Pat Elston. That's right. Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, 20 years experience based out of Cumberland, licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts. There's a link on the website, dipetro.com, 401-474-5253. Pat Elston, that's who they should be calling. All right, I want to go into again. Um, it's not your imagination, folks. Uh, there's bias in media. And I know this is going to seem a little mean, <clears throat> but I can live with it. And that is, and I played some of it last hour, but this Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, where she talked to Channel 12. Now, I used to work with the reporter, Anita Buffoni. I have nothing against her other than I was there, as I mentioned, at Veterans Auditorium. Governor Raimondo stopped going for the briefings. Governor Raimondo stopped. It was either then or it was in January. It was either in January. I don't remember exactly. I could find it. But anyhow, Governor Raimondo stopped going. Because she was then under wraps for the Biden commerce job, right? So this is about a year ago. And it was, again, I, listen, this isn't like, I want to be very clear. It's not a sin. It's not illegal. Um, <clears throat> it's not even really unethical. But I think it just shows insight. Um, she didn't break the law. But when the reporter for Channel 12, Anita Buffoni, she tweeted out, I was there, Dr. Scott, and I remain the only women here at Veterans Auditorium to hold down the fort amongst, quote, a sea of men. So it's this anti-male thing. Um, nothing against a reporter like Anita Buffoni. But, you know, when you when you speak like that, it, it puts you in the category of being like a gender warrior. Right. Ramundo's a gender warrior. The council person we had on yesterday, it's a gender warrior. So and on top of that, you know, her and Dr. Scott are the only women that, you know, you you know, you, you're with the media. She's on stage. East is east, west and west. Never the two shall meet. I, I just didn't understand. I never understood that. So what? Channel 10 was in the wrong because they sent Brian Crandall. As I've said in the past, I, I don't get that. Um, so should I not be there because I'm a male member of the media? You know, sometimes when she was um, she had taken it over for Kim Clooney and used to cover it. If Kim Clooney was out. I was there when other male reporters for Channel 12 went. This whole business of, you know, if, 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 if the media outlets send a male reporter, that she somehow is, I don't know what, you know, I think we do know what that means. It's just she views it as like the women need to stick together. So I think that shows a bias. This report on Channel 12, there's several things that are omitted from it. Number one, she doesn't even mention that Dr. Scott 
is is leaving after today. And from what I understand, she's not even going to the McKee briefing. Forty six grand a month and she won't go to a blanking briefing. That's number one. Number two, Dr. Scott's taking off the month of February. So this whole business of well, we're going to have her on for what? This would be the crucial time, right? Hey, where did you leave that? Oh, it's in my bottom desk. What's the code for? Oh, it's, you know, whatever. That's the stuff you you need for. Um, not, not in March, April, May. But this spin of, well, there are some other state employees. This is not about whether or not her salary was in line of what it should have been. I want to come back to the fact that... You, you can't make this argument, oh, because she's a woman, she's paid less. And, and who did she stand by on stage for close to a year during the pandemic? Her female boss, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, and who was also on stage with them, the education commissioner, who's a female. Who was the head of DM on stage with them? Jana Coyne, a female. Who was at one point... Fielding the questions for them, Margie O'Brien of Capital TV, who's a female. So this whole business doesn't shake out. Here's the Channel 12 report. To make $46,000 a month as a consultant. Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott's contract is under scrutiny by Republican lawmakers, but Governor Dan McKee is standing by. Hold on. Now, I recognize that was just written for Shannon Heggie, the anchor, with Mike Lonnie Calvo, who I know. No, it's under fire by everyone who's like, why is she getting $46,000 a month? She's not even going to be there. She doesn't even have to go into the office. She's taking February off, and then she just wants to make sure the check's in the mail by the end of the month or whatever, direct deposit. So while Republicans, what what is that about? I, I mean, that's true. They are. I'm glad. Blake Filippi was the first one. But it's really the public. See, that makes it like a partisan thing. The reason I don't like that is it frames it as if this should be a partisan thing. Republicans are complaining. No, people of Rhode Island are complaining. I would think the what I don't like about that is this frames it as if it's just like a partisan debate. You know, the Republicans are. I I don't like the way that's framed. I really don't like when Channel 12 reporter who did the report, Anita Buffoni, starts saying, well, you know, prison cards make. That's not what this is about. I'm going to come back to there's something about this, as you just heard, Attorney Tim Dodd, that does not make sense. Um, it is. That is a very good point. Pork Boy still has a show on Fox. Whatever. I don't know. I think it's still on uh, Channel. Tw- I, I don't know about that. I don't know if Channel Tw- But I, I, it's more of a pro Dr. Scott thing. But let's. I just want you to listen to this. I that agreement, which goes into effect in March. And new at five, we're hearing from the alcohol now, health director about. No mention that she's taking February off. Omitted. Why? Why would you mention that? Why would it? Why would you not mention if it's so important and it's so vital that she stay on? Number one, why did she only give two weeks' notice? As if she was handing in two weeks' notice at what stop and shop. So you give two weeks' notice. In, as, as our hospital system is collapsing, 
Not even a mention about the February thing. All right, let's hear it. That contract and what her future plans may be. 12 News reporter Anita Buffoni joins us in studio oh. with those details. Anita? Well, Shannon and Mike, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott will make $138,000 over three months as a consultant for the Department of Health. Now, if you add that with her annual salary, payroll, payroll records show she will make less than what two correctional officers made with overtime last year. What does that have to do with anything? If you add that to her regular salary, it's still less. What 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 is the point of throwing that in? I'll tell you what the point of that is throwing it in. It's to try to. That is the reporter's way of saying she's worth it. Now I want to come back to if Dr. Scott, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, if during the pandemic, Governor Raimondo had said, you know. Listen, she's delivering over and above. Right now, she makes twelve thousand a month. We're gonna we're gonna double her pay to twenty five thousand dollars a month. That's one thing, okay? If Governor McKee said, you know, she has really been Dr. Scott has been fantastic with this, <clears throat> and as a result of that, we're gonna boost her pay. That's not what this is. So it's not even a fair comparison. If you want to get into salary analysis, is she leaving because of the pay? That's the first I've heard of it. If, if she's not leaving because of the pay, if her pay, her pay is her pay. She took the job. That's what it pays. Don't start to say it's a gender thing. Don't start to say you'll play the racial card, Anita Buffoni. If there was a problem with her salary, there was ample time to take it up with then Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo and then Dan McKee. But that's throwing spin in. And just so we point out, see, that's not even a fair comparison because the fair comparison would be what other directors who have left and what they're getting to be, quote, a consultant. Now, that's not even mentioned in this report. And I'm normally not that critical, but it's that I don't you know, I don't know if lazy is the right word, biased. But in this report, you just heard she doesn't even mention that Tom McCarthy, the deputy, she mentions his salary later on in the story, but she doesn't even mention that he resigned and he's not getting anything. So th- this is to start talking about other salaries. It's still less than some prison guards. That is completely irrelevant. This is not a matter of what someone's getting while they're working. This is what someone's getting after they left. And what still does not make sense, that Governor McKee, he can't explain it. You know what? Not everything can be explained. I'm not going to give a bad analogy, but there are certain situations that they they can't be explained. You know why? Because they don't want to come out and tell you what really happened. Because as you heard our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, mention last hour, it, it, it doesn't make sense. The moment, I want you to understand this at 1221. The moment that Dr. Scott said to Governor McKee, I'm resigning. He claims he tried to talk her into staying. She said, no, I'm leaving. That's it. There is no negotiation. No, you're leaving. She wasn't fired, not that we know of. Now, if he was pushing her out, if he wanted her to resign and she was playing hardball, that's different. But that's different than what he's saying. If he said, I want your resignation and she said, no, I'm not leaving. I have an agreement with the state. And then he said, just said, like, all right, what's it going to take? Come up with a number. I want you out of here. That's also different. He said he, he can't have it both ways. He can't have it both ways. 
And th- this is now starting to become a pattern with Governor McKee where they, he, he doesn't want to be seen like the bad guy. So, hey, I wanted her to stay. Well, then what are the, I repeat again, what is there to negotiate with? So, and, and just folks, not to belabor the point, but right now at 1222, you know, if you're, if you're an employer right now listing or you're an employee, you're an employer. Someone comes in, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Consider this my two-week notice. Gee, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there any way we could get you to stay? Could we adjust your hours? Do you need some more time off? Is it a pay thing? Nope, I'm leaving. Okay, all right, well, thanks for the notice. Sorry to see you go and blah, blah, blah. And that's the end of it. Not, all right, now that you've accepted my resignation, now let's begin to negotiate. <laughs> now, Governor McKee didn't say, hey, I offered to double her salary and she still left. That didn't happen. So therefore, this whole, well, you know, two prison guards. And listen, coming up, uh, there are some other white men in the department making more money. It's not a matter of that. If Dr. Scott said, listen, I'm leaving. I don't like what I'm paid. I've told them for a while I don't like what I'm paid. I feel I should be paid more. That's a completely separate discussion. But that's not what's going on here. That's not what he said. All right, let's let it play out. Serve as a consultant in March, April, and May, making $46,000 per month. Outrageous. During a pre-scheduled interview for an upcoming special, 12 News had the chance to briefly ask Dr. Alexander Scott about her departure. Would you hire someone for that amount of money and any messages to people who are criticizing that? Uh. Yeah, uh, the expertise uh, that's necessary for anyone in this field at this time is something that um, certainly was taken into account when the governor uh, offered this. And so uh, that's familiar to me. And my goal is to be able to provide the support. And All right, stop the tape just for a moment. Now, folks, if this really made sense, think of what she's saying. Does it make sense you quit in the middle of pandemic? She basically resigned the, either the day of or the day before that brutal Washington Post story came out that described third world conditions at Kent Hospital. Everything she's saying, oh, you know, it's crucial and valuable. Really? How about giving two weeks notice in the middle of a pandemic as Rhode Island Hospital's collapsing, Landmark Hospital is collapsing, Kent Hospital is collapsing, the National Guard are babysitting at Butler Hospital, and the Biden administration, only state in New England has to send in emergency medical relief. I think that might be an important time. If this is so important and your information is so valuable, why do we have to wait till March, Dr. Scott? How come, so you're not available the month of February? Oh yeah, you're really concerned. No, it's not. She quit for whatever reason. She quit. I resign. I'm out of here in two weeks. I repeat, what is there to negotiate? Uh, set up for the smoothest transition possible. Oh, I can tell. All right, GOP Chairwoman Sue Sienke says the governor should be more transparent regarding the terms of Dr. Alexander Scott's departure. Why don't you just say he was paying her out the terms of her contract and stop the charade? Aside from her... You know, that is, I don't know why they cut that so short. Sue Sienke is 100% right. As I've told you, this is like, you know, this also goes back to there was a leaked memo He accused Scott and McCarthy. They resented it. I think they even did an investigation. As Dan McGowan said yesterday, they started going through people's emails. So she quit. That's the end of it. What are you paying her for? 
You know what? To buy or silence. Consulting gig. Dr. Alexander Scott's annual $143,000. This is completely unnecessary. What is wrong with Channel 12? Why is this even in the piece? Did anyone go over this piece? They're doing salary comparisons. The salary comparisons are for people who work there, not people who quit in the middle of a pandemic. And Governor McKee, if he wants to buy her off and buy her silence so she doesn't trash him up and down, why do we have to pay for it? Let him pay her out of her his campaign account. Salary is less than the two top officials who work beneath Irrelevant. Twenty-one Deputy Director Tom McCarthy, Irrelevant. also leaving the department, made about $152,000. Ridiculous. And Dr. James McDonald, Chief Administrative Officer, made $190,000. So what? What does that they McCarthy left? You don't even mention the fact he's not getting anything. What was the point of that? God almighty, how did this make it on the air? Your plans, Alexander Scott declined to confirm or deny any interest in a congressional seat. Any chance we'll see you in a political campaign coming up? I'm keeping my options open. Yeah, on the hospitals are not open. What a, I, I'm telling you, folks. I mean, and I'm trying to, at 1227, Juan apologizes. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I don't mean to raise my voice in that way. But, like, it's so obvious that what is going on. <clears throat> Listen, for that kind of money, let me just be very clear. And, and for the McKee people, hey, if he had gotten rid of her in July, fine. If he'd gotten rid of her in August, Fine. If you want to get rid of her, it sounds like she was walking out. She quit. Here's my two weeks notice. Fine. But you don't give her, you don't hand over to her 46K a month and try to spin us that she is a blanking consultant. She's not a consultant. She is a disgruntled former employee. And he's now buying her silence. She, they can't even keep this story straight. Well, you know, when Governor McKee offered me the money, really, that's not what he said. He said you quit and then said my lawyers are going to call your lawyers and we'll negotiate. So which is it? It was offered. Oh, yeah, she's really concerned about the people of Rhode Island as she quits in the pandemic. You're not getting any sympathy from me. Dr. McDonald makes this. Yeah, yeah. And what about it? Was, Was this? So what are you saying? Are you saying that she left because she felt she was underpaid? Then report that. Are you saying she left because people were making more than her? Then report that. But don't just throw it out. Are you saying she left because McKee's a white man and she's a woman of color? Then report that. But stop the little prancing that's going on here. A lot of prancing going on. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. Propane Plus, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus. Now remember, 24-7 they're available. Online billing, schedule your service and delivery. Listen to me very carefully. If you're a business in Rhode Island or Massachusetts and you're in need of propane, I implore you to call my friends at Propane Plus. Call them in Rhode Island today, 401-885-4209. Listen, if you're 
a restaurant. A lot of restaurants are using propane tanks for heaters and for lighting and various things. Call Propane Plus. Call Tim Johnson, 401-885-4209. Remember, with propane, it is affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment. And now it's renewable. Always online at the website, which is propaneplus.com. Folks, again, check out the website. We have the story up on Seth Magaziner. Um, I mean, you can't even, it's so ludicrous that this guy, this son of privilege, I like the Dan McGowan piece yesterday, and there's some quotes in it. Check it out. It's the entitlement candidate, uh, depedro.com, which is brought by Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop it and see them this weekend. Listen, karaoke on Friday night, and then this Sunday, Endzone will have both championship NFC game, Rams against Jimmy G and the 49ers, and then you have the Cincinnati Bagels taking on the Bills. Uh, excuse me, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, line is seven on that. Line with the first game is three and a half. Three and a half to the, um, you know, that the Rams are favored. Chiefs are, are favored by seven. Uh, but again, all the action will be going on at End Zone Sports Pub. So, folks, I, again, I... Um, this is not going to go away. I know Governor McKee wants this to go away, but let me just be very clear. He is using taxpayer money. He's using our money. This is ridiculous. This is not what went on to try to spin this. So Dr. McDonald's going to be the interim director. I like Dr. McDonald. He seems pretty competent. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I also want to go after the fact that they're Democrats. So they're replacing Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott with... A white male and Governor Raimondo was replaced by a white male. Is that a problem to me? No, I think it should be the most competent person available. But that's not how that's not how the party operates. Right. That's not how the party operates. The party operates. Everything is when they when they find it convenient, it's identity politics. Right. That's why that's how we ended up with this lieutenant governor. Sabina Matos is the lieutenant governor. That's how we ended up with her, because it's all identity politics. So he can try to get the Latino vote in uh, his upcoming election. I also, you know, someone even posted that Governor McKee, they think he's going to be one and done. I want to remind people, he he's, has not been elected to anything yet. Governor Dan McKee, he's still fulfilling. He's still fulfilling the Ramundo term. So this is all still, this was all still supposed to be Gina Ramundo, except she bailed on us. For the commerce job, but he hasn't been elected anything, and I'm not convinced he's going to be elected anything. Um, so Seth Magaziner, who uh, wants to defund the police, who does not live in the district, who portrays Republicans as if they are, you know, like a foreign being, uh, like domestic in, in his mind. Republican Seth Magaziner, the general treasurer, Mr. Entitlement, uh, as he announced yesterday, the entitled candidate, he he treats Republicans like they're domestic. If you're an independent or Republican, you're a domestic terrorist. So let's go through so far our working photo album. I'll show the people on Facebook the Seth Magaziner, his famous big campaign slogan. I'm going to do for Rhode Island what Biden has done for the country. Oh, yeah, we're enthralled. He had to get directions to William Hall Library yesterday. And there he is. There is Seth Magaziner. 
there he is. This was at an anti-abolish the police rally. There's Seth Magazine. And by the way, he's marching with someone who may challenge him, that Rep. Carol McEntee. And what's that big sign say behind him? Let me see, read that. Defund the police. There he is. He's at an anti-defund the police rally. So let me ask you folks. Let me ask the people of Burville. Let me ask the people of Johnston. Let me ask the people in the 2nd District and of Foster. Do you really want someone in Congress who wants to defund the police? Dan McGowan's column yesterday, Seth Magaziner should stay out of the race for Congress. He writes, to be clear, there's nothing illegal about running for Congress in a district you don't live in, which he doesn't. He lives on the east side. But it's the kind of arrogant elitist move that won't play well. Now, he mentions against someone like Mayor Fung. We don't know who it's going to be. Mayor Fung hasn't jumped in yet. Powerful Democrats in the state are so concerned that a Republican like former Mayor Kranz Alan Fung is going to win. They've lobbied for someone who doesn't even live in the district to try to clear the primary field. Step aside, Ed Pacheco. Step aside that Omar Barr. Step aside who want to jump in. Step aside any woman at all. That's, that's Seth Magaziner right there. Now, I also, uh, Jessica De La Cruz, state senator, you know, someone has asked me what I think of her. <clears throat> um, and at 1235, again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, to be honest, I want to be very clear. I want you to know where I stand. Number one, I don't know her that well. I'd like to, if she's going to run, I definitely want to get to know her. Obviously, I plan on covering it. Um, I would be try to be supportive. I don't know her that well. I want to explain a couple of things. Bob Lancia ran against Jim Landrigan. Bob Lancia, who's I like, Bob, he's a nice guy. He put his name in first. This is politics, though. It's it it doesn't guarantee you like it's not like a hey I you know did my dibs or like you called it right uh, shotgun. Remember kids when they're gonna get in the car with you shotgun? That means they get to sit up front. It's not like that. A problem for Bob Lancey is he's only raised $85,000. He's been running for quite some time. He also, another problem for Bob Lancey, is not only did he lose to Langevin, but he didn't win one city or town against Langevin. Now, I want to just explain to you. I want to once again repeat. I will remain neutral in the primary process. I would encourage people to remain neutral. Patrick Morgan may look at the seat. So then you would have two women in the, uh, in the race, Patricia Morgan and also Jessica De La Cruz. But I want you to understand why the Democrats are so afraid of Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. And Patricia Morgan is a good candidate. I like Patricia Morgan. I have her on. I am not losing a friendship in this primary. I will remain neutral and then obviously support whoever wins the Republican primary. So uh, but I want you to understand why. The Republican Party is very excited about the prospect of Mayor Fung jumping into the race. You deserve to know that. Some people may say, he's a rhino. Listen, this is about winning. The only thing that matters is winning. If you are one of those, or Gary Sass type, Gary Sass, his famous words, the most important thing is to lose gracefully. He told Bob Flanders running against Sheldon Whitehouse, the most important thing is not winning. The most important thing is to lose gracefully. I disagree with that. Ask Bill Belichick if the most important thing is to lose gracefully. No, the most important thing is to win the blanking race. 
So some of the people, uh, I need it. Listen, you know who's a good Republican? Someone who can win. That defines a good Republican. But I want you to understand, if you're the National Party in Washington, and they're very excited about this seat, why are they excited about the candidacy of an Alan Fung? Now, number one, all due respect, they don't know a Jessica De La Cruz that well. She is still, you know, she won in 2018 and she was just reelected in 2020. So new onto the scene. Doesn't mean she's not potentially a rising star, but still new to the scene. Um, the, you know, I, I don't know what their relationship like is with, with Bob Lancia, but they see this as it is a winnable seat in CD2. It is. It's a winnable seat. President Trump in 2016 got 46% of the vote in CD2. In 2020, President Trump got 43% of CD2. Mayor Fung, in his last race, he left Cranston high popularity, high popularity approval, very popular. 65, 70% approval rating, that's huge. Um, In 2018, against Gina Raimondo, who was a tough candidate, and you had Trillo mucking things up. In 2018, Fung won Cranston. You can say, well, he should won Cranston. He's the mayor of Cranston, but he did. He delivered Cranston. He barely lost Warwick. But Mayor Fung, he won Cranston. He, um, I think, would enjoy a good relationship with the current mayor. 